Warning. The following podcast contains words and phrases that can and will upset your grandma. Viewer discretion is advised. Podcast. It's a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you, you personally, you right there, to another episode of Fries with Vinny. Today is very special uh, because today I want to celebrate one year of Fries with Vinny, even though technically we started kind of late April, technically. But you know what? That's not important. You know what is important? Is that we have a year, give or take. Of Fridays with Vinny, the show, the show where I still don't know what the heck I'm doing, but I'm not, I'm not convinced that's important, right? Like, I think, I think if I had like any, any, any form of all about like, you know, uh, marketing this show, then maybe it would be a problem. But uh, as it is, I'm not too concerned because. I don't even know what this show is, and I don't think any of you do either. Uh, anywho, this week on the podcast, uh, Fridays with Vinny celebrates an entire year of closing out work weeks and coping with crippling anxiety. Conspiracy theorist and InfoWars founder Alex Jones has declared bankruptcy after allegedly raising over $1 million in fundraising campaign, but knowing him... That was just a bit. After assuring the public that they had no interest in overturning Roe v. Wade, Supreme Justices are apparently planning on overturning Roe v. Wade. And Marjorie Taylor Greene says that Christian churches that help refugees are actually being controlled by the devil. So, I guess Satan really was a nicer one all along. But first, I need a minute. So it's no small secret that I have a bit of a love-hate relationship when it comes to conspiracy theories. Uh, while I sometimes enjoy the process of debunking people's wild allegations about pizza shops being a front for child trafficking or Michelle Obama actually being a trans woman, it sometimes becomes frustrating to feel like the only one who bothers fact-checking the memes they see on Facebook. Typically, the process will go something like this. I'll hear someone make a wild statement or see a meme they shared on social media, and I'll immediately dismiss it as another excuse for bigotry or just downright bullshit in general. Then later, I'll feel guilty for not being open-minded and go to the trouble of researching the claim to find out that it is indeed bullshit. Something interesting to see, however, is where these conspiracy theories get their start. It's like a game of telephone where one possibly legit scientific study leads you to a wild conclusion regarding some upper ruling class in the world who wants to take all your kids and make them gay. A great example of this would be a conspiracy I heard about recently claiming that sunscreen was turning kids trans. And while I immediately doubted the validity given the fact that most of the population uses sunscreen and most are, contrary to what the right would tell you, not trans, but after piecing together the rumors, I finally found out what all the fuss was about, a little chemical called oxybenzone, or benzphenine 3. I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Essentially, this is a compound that forms crystals on the skin and is used to block and absorb UV rays. And while the main meme claims that it is a, quote, known endocrine disruptor linked to reduced sperm count in men and endometriosis in women, 
is more or less unfounded. What I did find interesting, however, is that they actually went to the trouble to cite a number, namely that 96% of the population has oxybenzone in their bodies. So with this being something I could actually verify, I went to the trouble of scouring around and eventually I found that this study that was published in July of 2008, which tested the urine samples of about 2,500 people in the US looking for oxybenzone and did in fact discover it in 96% of the results. Now, while this particular sample size isn't the best for a study making a claim about the entire US population as a whole, it does bring up a fact that there are some legitimate concerns about using oxybenzone as a sunscreen. You see, oxybenzone does in fact seep through the skin a bit, and in addition to being harmful to ocean life, thus the reason for the ban in Hawaii, it has been shown to have some effects on hormones and reproduction in the study on rats. But even in that study where oxybenzone was administered orally, the effect was still pretty minimal. To even reach the amount of oxybenzone needed for the rats to show considerable changes in hormones, you would need to apply sunscreen in your entire body twice a day, every day for 35 years. So no, sunscreen is not contributing to any transgender epidemic. But as usual, these kinds of conspiracy theories just remind me how little people who tout them actually care about these kinds of issues. If you really wanted to learn about this stuff, you could pretty easily get to where you had a layman's ability to read these studies and understand what they're actually trying to say. But the reality is that the people who spread these lies don't actually care about the science, instead are looking for every opportunity to be able to back up their bigotry, and if they can use a real scientific study to do that, it's even better. I think that's what pisses me off when it comes to medical conspiracy theories, because whether it's something harmful like fake cancer treatments or trans bigotry, or something completely harmless like essential oils or those stupid 32 ounce water bottles, there's always someone sitting around waiting to make a fortune off of people that aren't equipped to fact check the claims being made to them, because unlike the earth being flat or 9-11 being an inside job, there isn't a quick yes or no answer or a google search away. Call it nuance or just the fact that the human body is still a bit of a mystery in many ways, but it seems to me like we need to start teaching more students in school how to properly read scientific essays. Otherwise, this bullshit is gonna just keep on spreading and continue to pad the pockets of some of the most corrupt assholes in America. Alright, friends, families, nemesises, acquaintances, uh, welcome back to Fridays with Vinny and uh, happy one year anniversary to the show! Yay! Let's give a round of applause! We made it, we made it a year. Still doing this dumb, stupid show. Uh, hope you all are doing well. Hope you all had a great week. I, 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 I had an interesting week. I had an interesting week. I had a weird, like, I had a, a decent start to him. But uh, once again, I kind of find myself fighting off anxiety and panic attacks while, you know, trying to stay productive. And it's it's not it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, just this past this past um, Wednesday, I guess technically it started like Tuesday evening, but I ended up having like it was like all day Wednesday. I was just trying to uh, trying to trying to stop having a panic attack, which uh, isn't isn't a great way to spend a day. And um, that's the thing. Now that my work schedule has kind of changed and become uh, less reliable. Um, at least I can have these kind of like recovery days, but at the same time, I always feel like I'm I'm just uh, wasting time, and it, it helps helps that I know you know most of the days I know what needs done, and I if I have a list already made, it makes it easier to make progress. But um, I don't. It's still still it it gets uh it's a pain when you have no motivation and don't feel like doing anything besides laying around all day, you know. But the weird thing is that uh, after Wednesday, Thursday was a really good day. So uh, I'm thinking 
whatever whatever I needed to recover from from I uh got recovered from pretty well and uh yeah now I'm feeling now I'm feeling good feeling funky fresh I had a really good productive uh week as far as you know what I got done goes and uh especially these last two days Thursday and Friday uh got a lot done got a lot done at work and now I'm gonna see if I can't get some stuff done around the house. It's a pain because you know I have now I have a toddler and a baby, and uh, I don't I don't feel right about Jana being the only one taking care of them. But at the same time, uh, you know I somebody's gotta somebody's gotta get this housework. You know somebody's got to get this yard work done. You know it's spring now. Spring has sprung, my friends, and I'm happy about that. But also, I got a lot to do, and it will not stop raining every other day. You get you get you finally get it all dried out, and it's like nope, you got rain, which is good. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to. I want to. I want to. I don't want to bite the hand that feeds me, because I know I know you need the moisture, because otherwise, you know we're gonna have another summer where it's all dry, and you're gonna have forest fires every other week. But uh, gosh dang it, gosh freaking dang it, I uh, I don't uh, I don't really wanna you know deal with it right now i just want to be able to get my yard done but whatever what do you do um yeah i don't also in other news i uh i don't want to jinx it but i have submitted all the stuff i need for college so theoretically i will officially be going back to school this fall which is exciting for me i'm i'm not gonna lie i'm i'm looking forward to it like this is something that i you know if 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 if, if you asked me two years ago it would have been like no way no way no way whereas now it's like it's actually i'm actually gonna do this i'm actually gonna get to do this it's crazy um so that's you know what it makes me happy it makes me happy a little bit granted i'm gonna be working my tail off for the next probably eight years ish um but i'm hoping i'm hoping as time goes on i just i get better at managing time you know, I've, I've been doing better. Problem is, you get better at managing time, and I'm like, that means I can do more. I can do more. I mean, I still want to do YouTube videos, so that's going to be a pain. I'm still planning on doing the show, so that's going to be something else on my workload, you know. If I miss a few weeks here and there, you guys you guys, uh, you guys, guys know what's going on. Vinny is uh, going to be a busy boy. But uh, I, uh, the thing about it is, like, the transcript especially made me nervous. Cause I ended up, um, I had to uh, kind of re remake it because my old one was not in good condition. I didn't have a digital copy anywhere, um, so I ended up refilling it out, and I forgot to put the grades on it. So it showed like an accumulative GPA of 0.6, you know, out of four, which uh, yeah, not a uh, not great. But I, uh, I as far as I know, they have the good, they have the the actual one now. You know, which which uh, had actual grades on it, so you have an actual GPA now. So that's that's a g a good, I think. Maybe, eh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'll let you guys know. I'll keep you guys in the loop. Uh, but I don't know. That's the thing. Doing the uh, doing your own um transcript just, just makes you nervous because you're just like what if they maybe i should like put my grades like kind of lowish because <laughs> uh, i don't want i don't want them to uh don't want them to, to think i'm lying 
and question stuff because most of this stuff is stuff I can't back up. Because that's the thing, man. Homeschooling, homeschooling is just like it's 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 in many ways it just comes down to being really good at bullshitting your way through life. Which I mean, it's not the worst lesson in the world because like I I remember like when I did the uh, Christian astronomy podcast, I did. Um, I was able to accomplish a lot just by acting like I was smart or knew what I was doing, you know, so long as nobody came along and tested my knowledge or, you know, anyone who actually knew what I was talking about was actually talking to me. And they'd be like, no, you're you're making this stuff up. You don't know what you're talking about. But uh nice thing about that community is uh, they are not they are not the biggest when it comes to questioning things. <laughs> but um, yeah. I uh I mean I'm kind of glad I stopped doing that kind of stuff, cause like faking it till you make it, it it really only gets you so far. At a certain point, I mean you gotta put some effort into actually not bullshitting every situation. You know what I mean? Like at a certain point, uh, you know you, you gotta you gotta you know do actual learning. That way you actually know what you're talking about instead of making it up. It's just like in the moment everyone wants to. Uh, come across like they know everything and I still I still have trouble with that you know where I'll say something that you know if I think about it for long enough then I'm like that's dumb that doesn't make any sense and a lot of times people will buy it um, but when they don't you feel like an idiot and you look like an idiot but uh whatever everyone's just trying to everyone's just trying to prove everyone else an idiot so they can look better you know am I any different absolutely not but I think that's why I tend to like doing like research about pseudoscience and like these conspiracy theories, because uh, so, for so long it was either I was either open or I was skeptical towards different claims, and it was just it was just based off of any preconceived notions I already had regarding those topics. You know, if you told me there was evidence for evolution, I'd laugh it off and say something about explosions creating universes. That can't happen. Does the bomb in Japan, did that create anime? I don't think so. I mean, it kind of indirectly did, but that's beside the point, you know. Or if you said, you know, say you said 9-11 was inside job. I might be a bit put off by the notion, but I didn't, I can't, I don't remember really arguing too much against it. You know, if you told me that the world's flat, I'd look for the nearest exit. But I, you know, I didn't really have any data or reasons to back up what I personally believed. Uh, you know, it was just what I'd been told, and that always bugged me. So, you know, then I then I took the time to find out what the evidence for these things actually were. And, I'm, you know, I'm still surprised to this day at how much, you know, even here recently, I uh, found out things I believe which were completely wrong. And um, I think it's a changing your mind, like being able to change your mind is something I think everyone should test themselves on every now and then you know and it's difficult to do because like if i thought that i didn't if i thought i was wrong about something i'd examine the evidence and my own beliefs regarding it until i came to a conclusion which i felt was sound you know so it's not like i it's not like i choose to believe something that's not true you can choose to ignore evidence or you can choose to uh dismiss other opinions that people have and say nope yeah it's wrong it's wrong but like if you actually thought you were wrong i don't i don't i can't imagine anybody believing something that they thought was wrong you know 
the most I can think of is like maybe something someone it's not important to them so they don't bother bother uh questioning it but um yeah that's something that like Janet doesn't really understand like here a while back I was watching like this flat earther documentary on Netflix and she she kind of thought that I was like watching it to make fun of people but like I legitimately want to know why you know what people believe and why they believe it you know if it's a flat earther I want to know how how the heck did you get to that conclusion and you know also I think it's really fascinating how we can show that the earth is is round without even having to go to space you know and I you know I don't I don't know I don't I don't know what the limit should be when it comes to like respect of others beliefs you know when you should back off and when there should actually be some evidence required you know if because like if your beliefs are completely based on a gut feeling i'll i'll try not to hold it against you but you know for a lot of my life i mean for so much of it evidence was a really important thing for me you know it, that's why i can't i can't even begin to imagine just believing something because a sense you know because of some sense of that thing's rightness like I just I just feel like this is right. It just it feels good to me, you know? Like eh, really? 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 It, it's like it's the same as like people that believe things cuz they're convenient. It's like how can you do that? I don't like I cannot physically imagine doing that. It's not that I, you know, I don't have like a, a problem necessarily with people believing things. I just, I can't understand when people believe things without any good reason, you know, and, you know, there, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are people who believe the exact same things as me, but believe them for a bad reason. Um, you know, I still think they're right. I think that's just whether or not you're right is kind of a coincidence. It's, 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 it's beside the point. I think the reason for why you believe things is probably just as important as or even more important than what you believe but anyway let's move on boys let's move on uh to the news it's news time baby all right so a tiny bit of good news for my mental sanity uh mr alex jones the man responsible for one of the biggest garbage factories in the world has filed for bankruptcy. Um, and more, more specifically, I guess, his company, InfoWars, has filed for bankruptcy, which was kind of surprising for me to hear about on a couple different levels. Because, like, first off, Alex Jones, he, he literally makes his money off of people's anxieties, you know? And, you know, a, a lot of these conspiracy nutters and these preppers, they get their man supplements and their prepper supplies from his company, you know? That's, that's where they go. Where they go to get their stuff, so it's like you know, if it, like did he? I remember Alex Jones. A lot of the people who worked for him, it seemed like he was nervous about, um, you know, about um, Trump becoming president because he, uh, you know, he had he had he made so much goddamn money on uh, off of uh, people during Obama's presidency because people were scared. They were scared. They were just like, Obama, he's either a Muslim or he's the Antichrist or he's a Democrat. And uh, for, for those people, those were all three things were the worst thing in the world. Um, 
And so, you know, a lot of people were thinking, oh, he's going to get rid of guns, so let me stock up on guns. Or, oh, he's going to turn all the kids gay, so let me, you know. There was just there was just a lot of concern from these conservative types. And I think that Alex Jones really benefited from that. Um, but in the Trump years, that really didn't go down for him. Like, instead, he was kind of enjoying this kind of almost, he came close to being like an insider. Like, he had Trump on InfoWars once, um, and then, you know, uh, Trump never really called on him again, probably because they were too similar. They were both really annoying people. <laughs> annoying people just can't get along with annoying people. What do you do? What do you do? Um, but, yeah, but I don't know. It all makes kind of more sense once you see, like, the legal fees that he's accrued recently, thanks in part to some of the claims he made uh, regarding the Sandy Hook shooting. Uh, one of the things, one of the things, okay, this is kind of a tangent, so I apologize but uh, one of the things that really pisses me off when it comes to Alex Jones is how many people just sideswipe the problematic things he says because he's just doing a bit to avoid getting killed off by the liberals. Like, he's, he's saying a whole bunch of crazy things so that nobody takes him seriously so that, I guess, the Democrats don't go and kill him to silence him. Um, which, like, first off, first off, if he's doing, if he's joking half the time, how do you even, how do you make that distinction? What, do you just like, are you going to tell me that all these Alex Jones fans just go and fact check every one of his claims and just like, oh, this is actually true. Oh, this one, he must have been doing a joke here. In which case, he could literally say anything. Like, it's, it's the perfect catch-all. You can't argue against anything because it's all him doing a bit. You know, if I point out, oh, this, that's kind of messed up what he said. And, oh, it turned out he was wrong here. They're like, no, he was, man, he was joking there. He was joking. You don't understand. It's a bit, it's a, it's a meme. He's doing a character. And he's, he's even, he's even used this, you know, doing a character defense to keep himself out of legal trouble, I guess. And also to get custody of his kids and, you know, to continue profiting off of this garbage misinformation he panders uh, because really what he cares about is making the money um, but unfortunately for Alex Jones it looks like it's all finally caught up with him uh, between as between the defamation lawsuit from the families of the victims of Sandy Hook and his accumulated fees for contempt of court after refusing to show up several days in a row uh, they have now spent over 10 million dollars in legal fees which is apparently either enough to push him to push him kind of over the edge uh or he's just been spending too much on giant desks i don't really know i don't know it's maybe i don't know maybe he's doing it to avoid having to pay up he's like i ain't give nobody money i'm out of i don't give nobody money i'll go bankrupt first um i don't i'll be honest guys like I would like to believe that we we aren't gonna see no more Alex Jones like that. Don't get me, you know that would be that would be nice for me. Um, but honestly, I I don't think this is the end of him or even Infowars for that matter. He'll probably just use all this publicity surrounding uh, him at the moment to kind of just springboard a new campaign. He'll be it'll be a comeback. I mean, right in. Right back into peddling dietary supplements and whatever his else's fan base buys into. And uh, 
I'll, I guess I'll be right alongside here pulling my hair out and going insane uh, that people can actually believe this guy. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, in other news regarding bad people profiting off of misinformation, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is a person. Uh, the, she's the QAnon naughty representative from Georgia. Georgia? And she's been getting into hot, some hot water of her own after being questioned in a hearing regarding the January 6th Capitol riots in which she repeatedly denied ever saying the thing she was clearly visible on camera saying. And I gotta, I gotta, I, I, I gotta ask this for a moment. So like, when are these, when are these politicians gonna realize that we can record them? Cause like at a certain point, I mean, Biden did this too during his campaign. It's like, at a certain point, you gotta stop claiming to have never said something that you're clearly captured on video saying. You know, use a different excuse like aliens. The aliens maybe do it, or Jewish space lasers. You know. Uh, however, in an interview recently with a far-right Catholic, uh, Michael Voris, uh, MTG went off on the Catholic Church, as well as Christians who help immigrants, claiming that they are being, quote, controlled by the devil. Uh, and this is, this is a quote from her interview. Uh, we are supposed to love one another, but their definition of what love is, uh, or what love one another means, means destroying our laws. Because uh, who could forget the old passage of the Bible, honor thy constitution, and don't amend shit. And if you help people, it better be legally... It's it's weird that, like, like, the Catholic Church of all things, you know? Like, of course, the one, your problem, your problem with the Catholic Church is the one thing they're doing which isn't bad. Um, but anyway, well, while MTG, she's shown herself to be a true thorn in the side of all reasonable people, um, I, I kind of can't help but feel like this is all going to backfire on her. And possibly, possibly, even the Republican Party as a whole... Um, cause, uh, back in 2020, Marjorie Taylor Greene ran unopposed. Um, but I, I can't help but think that, you know, that ain't gonna fly this time. You know, it's, it's almost, like, it's almost certain that if she doesn't lose in the Republican primary, she's got, like, there's no way she's gonna make it to the whole election now that people know what a crazy person she is. Um, and honestly, the best thing that republicans could be doing right now is working their tails off to get rid of these types of right-wingers and you know present themselves as a more rational version of conservatism you know go back to like you know even like even like the reagan era he at least seemed reasonable but uh at the same time i don't know given the success that uh, that you know these kind of trump inspired maniacs have had i i suspect this is far from the last time we see her or even this type of person in office. I think we're going to see a lot more of this, you know, especially in these right-wing places. We're going to see a lot of it in swing states, but especially in, like, the obscure places which only ever vote Republican, you know. Like my state, South Dakota, you know. We're going to keep seeing these crazy characters like, uh, you know, freaking Governor... Christine Nome, she's gonna people like her are just gonna keep on trying to trying to make more of an impact than they uh than they have uh they have a right to, you know. It's like you're a governor. Stick to governing. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. 
Uh, okay. So, uh, moving on. Uh, latest news in misogyny. Uh, according to a leaked first draft of a decision from the Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wow, weird. Roe v. Wade could possibly get rolled back come July. Um, now, while while the ruling in and of itself is bad and terrible and threatens to set the precedent for undoing the last 50 years of progress, I, I kind of feel like the last thing anyone needs right now is another man giving their opinion on the situation. So I will, uh, I will instead take a step back uh, from this, you know, um, and I just, I, I just kind of want to put on my uh, classic skeptic hat and uh, analyze what we actually know at the moment. Um, keep in mind, keep in mind, the last thing I'm trying to do here is undermine any fear felt by, uh, you know, many women or people with uteruses who feel betrayed by these turn of events. I, uh, your feelings are valid instead, but I just, I, I feel like over the course of the last three days between Twitter, clashing news sources, it's just resulted in a confusion as to what the facts are. Um, now, okay, for starters, this is the first draft of the decision. Um, it's not the final draft, but they do have enough votes for the decision. Uh, so it's, it's kind of weird, right? So apparently they can still, like, apparently this first draft, I don't know if like they already, I know they've already, you know, they've already got the votes for it. So it, it presumably is going through come July, I believe was the, uh, was the, the uh, date um but like it's um yeah i don't know it could mean that the final decision will it'll be like significantly less extreme or it could be that this first draft it like is the final decision and i don't know they're gonna fix typos or something i don't know maybe we'll get more specific i i don't understand um nonetheless essentially this ruling will almost certainly at least to some extent, extend the length to which individual states can kind of limit the reproductive rights of women, um, which is bad. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave that tag on there because I don't want any confusion among the fan base. Um, you know, there there are already state officials like uh, Christy Nome, who I was just talking about, who say that if Roe v. Wade is sh in fact shot down, uh, they will go out of the way to pass right to life bills. To force all pregnant people uh, to carry to term. Um, uh, but one thing that I feel um, is um, it's kind of uh, getting I don't I, it's it's getting too much attention from the Republican sources and the Fox News guys, but it's like it's getting no attention from from most liberal sources and. Uh, I don't I don't think it needs like it's not the most important thing here but I find the fact that this this was this 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 uh this ruling this first draft was leaked I find it interesting like I don't um I don't know if it actually uh if if it actually will it will go anywhere any investigations to it but like a common claim from like Republicans is that the leak came from a liberal source to incite a backlash to the ruling to kind of stop it, um, which it's it's it. I mean it it seems possible. I don't know. It's it's not. I mean, it, it's certainly a possibility, right? Like maybe maybe somebody is like blowing the whistle on this, you know, to let people know, you know, and whether that's to kind of like 
encourage people to uh, to maybe take voting in this uh, midterm election more seriously. You know, maybe they're they want the backlash to try to stop this, uh, you know, stop this from passing. But it, it's it seems weird that we're just now hearing about it, because if someone if someone had ins insider information and was capable of leaking that information, I feel like they would have done it sooner if it was from a liberal source. Like, that's what I would do if it was if I was a leaker, you know, I wouldn't wait until the decision was already made and then leak it. I would instead leak it before the decision was made and try to uh, try to try to get, you know, try to get the judges to change their mind or, you know, change the rulings, you know, bef you know, before the decision's been already made. It's, it just seems weird. It seems weird that, you know, any any activists, any liberal activists would uh, would choose now. As the time, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it's impossible. It just seems seems weird. Um, uh, another possibility I've heard some suggest, and I don't want to, I don't want to make any claims here because I am not, you know, I'm not a lawyer or connected at all uh, to this actual like how the possibility of these things could work and likelihood and whatever. But like some people have suggested, it was one of the uh, Republican judges who kind of knew the ruling would be poorly received and he like say he leaked the first draft to make the final draft look less bad in comparison like oh hey look hey look like yeah this ruling is bad but uh hey look it's not near as bad as this one so maybe then maybe it'll discourage backlash against the ruling and i again the important thing is the ruling in and of itself not necessarily the way in which we found out about it um, but at the same time, I'd be lying if I said I'm. I'm not. I'm kind of interested. I want to know where it came from, just out of curiosity, you know. But at the same time, I don't want to. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter that much to me. I'm just. I'm just curious about it because I want to know. I want to know. Um, but anyway, given given the nature of the Supreme Court in the last few years, it doesn't seem impossible to me. This could very well be the end of Roe v. Wade. Um, but I'm not. I'm also not certain that that means we'll see the same rollback with LGBTQ and civil rights. That doesn't that doesn't make this unimportant. That's not what I'm saying. But a lot of people have said they're coming for your rights next. People who aren't women, you know, you should be concerned about this too. It's like you should be concerned about this too, for empathy's sake, not because you're included in this too. But I get it. I get it. Sometimes the only way, sometimes the only way to get people to care about a thing you're going through is to find a way in which it affects them which is uh, it sucks that that's the case because you shouldn't have to show how re reproductive rights benefit men to get men to care about it and and i i'm not trying i'm not trying to dismiss anyone's fears regarding this you know any concerns you have regarding like you know lgbt and civil rights possibly getting rolled back uh you know through through the Supreme Court, you know they're valid. You know, it's an, anger is an appropriate reaction to this news. Um, and but what like, what's crazy is that this ruling was in place for fifty years and it still hasn't been codified in any federal law. You know, and I I don't know. You know, I don't know how the whole law thing is. It's complicated, especially at a federal level. Um, it's like I don't know, but uh, I mean. That's the thing, right? The support for rolling back Roe v. Wade nationally is like 30% of the population. So it seems crazy that this could happen. But at the same time, 
this is this is kind of what's been happening. It's like, you know, people said, no way, Republicans aren't going to get rid of Roe v. Wade. And I was one of them. I was one of them. I was wrong. I will say that right now. I was wrong. <laughs> what do you know? I always thought the Republicans would never get rid of Roe v. Wade because it's such a, it's such a great enemy, you know? They could just keep saying, oh, we don't have enough people to do it. Um, but it turns out, um, you know, uh, apparently there's enough crazy people that one of those bastards decide to do it, you know. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people didn't realize with, you know, a lot of my fellow leftists, we didn't realize um, that, you know, that people were actually serious about this. And don't get me wrong. I, I am fully aware that there are religious people who oppose Roe v. Wade and abortion rights um for you know for religious reasons and they are very serious about them they're not they're not doing it for political power they're not doing it for some kind of straw man high ground bullshit uh fucking I, I but you know it's 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 weird that such a fringe group has been able to has been able to get so, this much power like this is this is cr it's crazy it's crazy to me um but hey you know at least you uh, get the uh, you get the joy of Vinny saying that he was wrong about something. I really never thought this would happen because the higher ups they all they benefit from this so much. This ability to have this as a a um, moral issue, because like you know how many single issue voters are there? There's a lot, and almost all of them is always abortion. That's always a thing. So many Republican people I know that don't care about they don't care about gay marriage they don't care they you know they fully support you know lgbt rights civil rights they fully support you know things like raising the minimum wage the only reason they vote republican is because of abortion and i get that i get that and i don't i don't think i don't really want to get into it right now as far as like the moral dilemma whatever it is um because again, I don't, I don't think that that conversation should necessarily be ignored. Um, but it's like it's it's something that as soon as you get into, instantly it's it's like it uh it it divides it divides you, you know, like I probably if I started explaining my position, I would lose ninety percent of people after the first paragraph, maybe even the first sentence, because like you have to start making distinctions, you know. You have to decide what definition of life you're using because technically every single cell of your body is a life. Like if those cells were off on their own, that would be life. But if we're, are we talking about human life? Are we talking about the potential for human life? Are we talking about a, you know, a uh, living and breathing person? Are we talking about something that can feel pain? Does it matter? Should brain activity be counted you know should that be how we decide when you know when when uh, when when a fetus is uh, legally protected or you know and again people who have these bullshit signs about eight days a heartbeat that's not a fucking heartbeat because there's no heart can't be a heartbeat if there ain't no heart that is literally a pulsing it comes from the mother's heart it is not it is not a uh, self-sufficient viable offspring you know, it, it has the potential for that. And a lot of people use the potential, which I think is a really bad argument, but I understand where you're coming from. 
You know, it's it's exhausting. It's exhausting. So I'm just gonna move on. Final news. Um, this is something that does not matter at all. Uh, <laughs> but it, you know, it 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 bugs me for no reason, and I want to talk about something non-consequential. Uh, so Kim Kardashian, she recently wore Marilyn Monroe's most iconic dress to the Met Gala on the 60th anniversary of Marilyn's death, and um. Thing about it is, I you know, first of all, it's it's kind of weird, right? Like, get your own damn dress. What are you doing? Um, but at the same time, it's I, yes, I know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, Vinny. Why are you even talking about it? Um, because I, it's just they there's such opposites. There's such opposites. Marilyn Monroe grew up in poverty. She was abused. Kim Kardashian had it all handed to her on a silver platter. You know, they both had success in similar, like, as similar icons. But, you know, one of them just kind of got it handed to her. The other had to work for it. And I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes it's best to just leave Legends alone. But, of course, all Kim cares about is getting more attention because that's all these public figures are all about. And I am proving that by giving her attention on this podcast. But then again, who really cares? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. What do you think? What do you think? She's going to be like, Oh, thank God, Freddie was Phoebe talked about me. No, no, nobody cares. And with that out of the way, I would like to close off the news segment. Um, and we will be right back with more Fridays with Vinny after this message from this week's sponsor. This episode of Fridays with Vinny is brought to you by Right Wing Theocracy. Are you tired of having rights and freedoms? Do you wish you could be forced to adhere to someone else's religious ideals in any and all parts of your life? Then right-wing theocracy might be for you. Hi, this is Vinny. And if you're like me, sometimes you get stressed out and tired of having to make your own decisions when it comes to your bodily autonomy. But now, ever since I found out about right-wing theocracy, I no longer have to worry about anything. Instead, every part of my life is now determined by old Republican assholes. Now I'm a happy working man who spends 50 hours a week at my job, going home to a wife who I hate and is also in every way inferior to me, while verbally and physically abusing my 11 children. But hey, at least I get... But hey, at least the man upstairs will let me into heaven unlike those goddamn liberals. So ask your doctor if right-wing theocracy is for you. They will almost definitely say no. And we're back! And it's time for the Internet Police's Tweet of the Week! Ladies and gentlemen, this week's tweet comes from none other than at Matt Gates. Um... <laughs> this was on May 4th. Uh, he said, how many of the women rallying against overturning Roe are overeducated, underloved millennials who sadly returned from protest to a lonely microwave dinner with their cats and no bumble matches? <laughs> oh, my God. First off, I love how he's using overeducated as an insult. It's like, God, dear women always overeducated. Why do why do these type of people think that women's value like women's value comes from being loved or having 
having some status as a as a wife or mother. Like maybe they're just maybe they're just living their life. Maybe they like going home, having their microwave dinner. Why do they need why do they need to be the cook? Gosh dang it, nothing wrong. If you don't want to cook, have your microwave dinner. Like you would never you would never think of this as, you know, oh poor guy goes home to have his microwave dinner and play video games. That sounds like the life, man. Sounds like the goddamn life. No bumble match is good. Nobody ain't nobody interested in that. Uh, no time no time for dating. What the heck's wrong with you? <laughs> uh once again, once again, they, they these people try to insult try to they try to insult somebody and all they do is come across as uh as a bunch of morons. It drives me it drives me up the wall. I gotta I gotta do a video about Matt Gates sometime. He is a character. And uh also probably a bit of a pedophile. And also just a bit of a creep in general. He's not a good person. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Alright. Let's move on, my friends. <laughs> oh my gosh. That hurt my brain a little bit. Let's let's move on to this week's recommendations. I recommend the lobster. <laughs> so this week, my friends. Uh I've got some recommendations for you guys. I've been I've been watching this new show. Um, it's called Monk. It was written. It was it was a kind of kind of written. One of the writers for it uh, was uh, Tom Sharpling, who is a comedian, uh, kind of I guess a radio comedian who I love. His podcasts, is, his po- podcasts, is, his podcasts are amazing. I like them a lot. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I, 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 he's, he, yeah, I just it amazes me that this is the only. TV gig that he's ever gotten because it's amazing. It's an amazing show. I love it a lot. For those of you who don't know, it's like this. It's like this murder mystery show, but it's also a comedy. But it's also got drama in there. So it's like, I don't know. It's not like it's like over the top comedy. It's like so brilliantly written, in the way that it like you know, it it, it the comedy is from situations rather than like, you know, funny jokes constantly being thrown at you. You know. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I, I really, I've, I've really been enjoying this show. So, uh, check that out. And in this week's old album recommendation, uh, Naked Baby Photos by Ben Folds 5. It's an album that they released after they broke up in between, uh, in between that era where they didn't have anything. Um, they just, it was just kind of a compilation of like their early work. And I, it's one of my favorite. Favorite Ben Folds 5 albums, which I know there aren't that many, but like I always go back to it because I really like hearing like people's early work. I really enjoy like their live stuff that they recorded, you know, of songs that never really released as studio versions because they don't really work. Um, but uh, yeah, and also um, <clears throat> Eddie Walker is a song which uh, I can't believe that it wasn't on their first album because it's a really good song. I like it a lot. Um, uh, yeah, don't know what else to say. Um, last but not least, uh, George Ezra. I talked about him a lot on the podcast before, um, but he released a new single called Green Green Grass. It's from his new upcoming album, uh, Gold Rush Kid. Um, I'm really excited about it because, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I really like his music a lot. 
all the singles he'd been releasing recently are fantastic. Um, I've really been I've really been enjoying them, and I'm excited to see uh, to see what he's gonna do next. You know, it's great to, it's great that he's finally doing more music. You know, he's a, he's someone that hardly ever shows up, and so it's nice to see it's nice to see that the um that the uh you know that the uh the music is still alive. He's still with us. He's still giving us these uh, positive vibes. Um, but anyway. Anyway, my friends, um, I think I think that this is going to be it for the podcast this week. As always, uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns which you would like to send in, and I can, I mean, you can you can leave them in the comments, obviously, because I do read those and I try to respond to them on the uh, on on the show. Um, but, uh, if, if I don't get to them, the easiest way to get me to do it is to send your questions in to contact at vinnyhard.com. Just drop me a line. Let me know what's on your brain, what you'd like to hear me discuss. Um, and anyway, anyway, that is going to be it. As always, guys, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Have a great week. I will see you back next Friday. Once again, right here with another episode. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you as always. Uh, I love you, love yourselves, and I'll see you next Fridays with Vinny. Fridays with Vinny is a production of Vinny, written and produced by Vinny, starring Vinny. A special thanks to Vinny. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Vinny is not responsible for the views and opinions expressed by Vinny or at any parallel dimensions by other Vinnies using parallel podcasts in any alternate universes. Vinny is a property of Vinny Productions LLC and was used with permission. Send your questions, comments, and death threats into contactvinnyhard.com. And until next time, this is Vinny Hard signing off. <laughs>